It's no surprise that the pandemic has impacted all of our lives in different ways, whether it was staying home at lockdown, whether it's the way you go grocery shopping now, the rising cost of food, restaurants, shipping stuff, all a result of the entire globe going through something together. But something else that has come out of the pandemic that's more inspiring than all of the sad things and upsetting things that I just talked about is the amount of businesses that have been created during the pandemic. One of them is my guest today, Beth Gedio, the founder of State of Being Co., which she created during the pandemic. We're talking about how that came to be, how she went from social distancing, living in isolation, to running her own company now that creates her trademark affirmation candles, a self-care staple for people all across the country. These candles use the power of scent and memory science to help our brains think more positively, transforming the state of mind. Beth also talks pretty candidly about some of the marketing things that she's tried that haven't worked out as well as she thought, as well as some of her more successful types of things, what the candle making process is like, if there's been any kind of wildly, let's not say disastrous, but like Frankensteinial, Frankensteinal, Frankensteinal, Frankenstein-esque creations in terms of different scents that she's tried pairing together. It's not a scratch and sniff style of podcast, but we've got links to the candles in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I would like a little bit more scent, a little more enjoyable flavors that make me feel better about myself and give me the self-care I need, definitely check out State of Being Co. Even do it while you're listening to this episode. My voice is very soothing. Beth's voice, very soothing. Together, we're giving you one heck of an experience. I'm Joey Hell. This is Good People, Cool Things. And here's a conversation with Beth Gaddio. To kick things off, can you give us your name and your elevator pitch? But can you also tell us the type of elevator that we're riding on? <laughs> I sure can. Uh, my name is Beth Gaddio, and I created a brand and a company that helps people with their mindset go by using scent and candles to do so. Um, and the elevator we are riding on, I'm going to go with a hot air balloon because I feel like that can take us right up and we can like the sky's the limit, you know? I like that. I like that. So I was just talking with someone about a hot air balloon. They were like, I think they were saying it was perhaps the top thing on their bucket list that they wanted to do was ride in a hot air balloon. And I was like, you and I have very different bucket lists, but <laughs> I appreciate the enthusiasm over there. Now, I, I definitely want to kind of get into the like science and everything. Um, Cause I think candles, I mean, I, I, I like candles. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm probably not like the, um, the biggest, like I, I don't own a lot of candles, sure. but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do enjoy a good, uh, a good scent. And I was actually kind of surprised. We, um, this is a, a huge tangent to start off the podcast. Love a good tangent, <laughs> but this, this past weekend, I, I play in a band and we were recording and the producer, maybe like four hours into things, probably because the smell of a lot of guys in the same area, probably not the best smell, but he was like, oh, do you mind if I light some incense? And I don't know why I was 
like the just the way he phrased it, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a, a weird sort of smell? But then it was so pleasant. And we're like tracking our guitars and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. We should always have this. So. Yeah. yeah. So actually, you know what? Let's start. Let's start with that. So how does like the power of scent and kind of like the memory science help us to think more positively? So um, basically, it doesn't help you think more positively unless you create that link yourself. So the way that our brains are wired is when we smell things, it triggers memories inside our brain. That is based on where the areas of our brain that light up when we smell things is happens to be right next to the area of our brain that stores memories. And so all these little neural pathways are passing through. And so that is it's the closest connection that we have. Um, this olfactory sensory thing is going to trigger your brain and trigger those memories. Now, a lot of times that happens just by happenstance. Like, oh, like you create this memory inside of you. Like, oh, I loved baking cookies with my grandma. So now when I smell chocolate chips, I think of my grandma. But what I realized was that you can actually train your brain to associate something with that scent. And just like we learn, we it requires repetition. But the, a lot of times the problem is like we don't have that repetition. We don't do that often enough. And so um, the way that we can do that, though, is by creating that repetition, by going back to that scent with that same thought and emotion over time. And it honestly doesn't take that long. Our brains <laughs> are a miraculous thing that is living inside of our head. But um, after just a few days, your brain will start to link that scent to that memory that you have and so it could be positive it could be negative and with my brand we're doing it in a positive way but ultimately your brain is going to link sense to memories automatically and the cool thing is that you can actually control what that what happens and how that happens i i'm just going to put the assumption that you know far more about the science and uh, all of this be behind everything that i do but i remember someone telling me pretty recently about uh, people who have lost their sense of smell from COVID that they can kind of retrain themselves of like smell and taste and all that of like, okay, this is sweet potatoes or like, this is what apple pie smells like as they're doing that. And you're nodding along. So is this is true. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, it, it is true. But I think that the problem is honestly, and in fact, um, a close family member of mine has lost his scent. And we have had this conversation many times. And I think honestly, the problem just comes down to like the discouragement and the frustration of losing it to begin with, that you're not taking it and doing it with the vigor that you need to, to actually get it back. But I'm going to say that it's a muscle. It's not actually, but it is like a muscle and you can retrain it. And so your brain, like your brain is constantly evolving and you can constantly be learning new things and creating new neural pathways. And so you can actually retrain your brain to associate these scents and kind of learn them again. It's just with COVID and everything, and I'm not a COVID expert, but it, like all of those nerves or whatever it was, those receptors were killed or altered or, or altered or something like that. And so they now just have to be either redeveloped or retrained or something to get that back. Um, I actually, it's funny. I have, I have a candle that has, it's peach, mandarin, and jasmine. And honestly, it smells like a peach ring. Um, it is very <laughs> fragrant. It's probably the most fragrant that I have. And it's so funny. I'll get people that are like, oh, I wish I could smell. They're like standing next to someone who can smell and who is smelling the candles. I'm like, here, try this one. And they get it. 
and they and they're like what like I've I can smell that like so it is something that it it's I think certain things and certain different scents can affect people in different ways and where did the idea for these candles come from (laughs) (laughs) so coming from a a brand that's all about encouragement and empowerment I always laugh when people ask where this came from because it came from a moment of swearing and frustration (laughs) honestly that's that's where the best ideas come from I think (laughs) so um during the pandemic um I am an extrovert as I'm sure you can probably tell and so living alone being stuck in my apartment for weeks was really hard on my mindset um I like was just really not wanting to wake up every morning and all this stuff and so I had gone through hard times before and honestly affirmations were the baseline of how I helped myself every day it was like I could commit to that. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm having a hard time again. I don't even want to wake up. So I'm just going to put my affirmation cards right by my bed. I'm going to say my affirmations in the morning. And at least that gets me a little bit of a jump start to my day. Well, I'm a type A perfectionist, or at least I was. And so I was like, I don't know, on day 23 or something. And I forgot. I like woke up late or something. You know what I mean? I was like late for a meeting and I like jumped out of bed, didn't say my affirmations. And at about like 1030 that day, I was sitting here with my candle because I was also lighting candles during the pandemic because I couldn't leave my one bedroom house. (laughs) And so I would light candles to give myself a new environment to get some sort of variety in my day. And I looked at that candle and I was like, I forgot my affirmations. And I said a swear word that I won't say on here, (laughs) but (laughs) not sure who was listening, but Um, I was like, if my affirmation was sitting right there on that candle, I wouldn't have forgot it because I enjoy lighting candles because it gives me an added element. And I was like, wait a minute, that's like a really good idea. Like I should put an affirmation on my candle. And then I was like, wait, I'm sure someone has thought about that. There's tons of people in the encouragement industry and all that kind of stuff. And I went online summer of 2020 to buy myself an affirmation candle and I couldn't find one. Um, So I was like, wait a second if this doesn't exist and this is something that I really need and I'm like excited about and I wanted to go buy it, this cannot be the, like, I cannot be the only person on earth that does this. Um, and so basically from July of 2020 to November of 2020, I went banshee on finding people to help me with the website, finding an expert incense and all kinds of things. And we launched on November 26th of 2020 um, with five candles as a tester to see how it would go. Um, and I did that during, like while I was working my full-time job. So Very, very impressive. I think the, the balance <laughs> of a full-time job while also going banshee, uh, <laughs> which is a, a term I will absolutely steal. <laughs> you maybe answered a little part of this question in that you hired someone to help with the website and a sense expert and things like that. So perhaps that's, that's part of that. But how did you balance this, having a full-time job and four months of going Banshee. Yeah. So um, I will say that. So during the pandemic, honestly, truly, I wasn't working. I was probably working only 80% of what I would normally work just because stuff had slowed down. And also my social life had gone way downhill because we couldn't hang out and all that kind of stuff. I should also preface that with saying I'm from Philadelphia and we had pretty strict guidelines on COVID and that kind of thing. So um, during that time frame, my social life was almost non-existent. And so I could devote some extra time to it. Um, but yeah, I would like, I found experts that could help me. So 
I had this idea of combining affirmations with candles, but I up and up at that point, I was not a scent expert. I couldn't create a candle scent that actually smelled good. And so I did a lot of research, found a local candle guy that was an expert in that. In my opinion, I had smelled all of his products. I'm like, wait, he's great at this. Like if he can help me create scents that are actually going to be meaningful, that would be amazing. Um, I had a friend that I went to college with um, and she had started her own business building websites. So I was like, hey, can you help me do this? And so she laid out frameworks so that I could create content. Um, and really from the beginning, honestly, I always had the mindset that I was not going to be the entrepreneur that was going to try to do everything myself. I had a full-time job. And so I was going to sacrifice my own savings and put a few things on credit cards so that I could still live a some sort of life. <laughs> Obviously, I had sacrifices, but I was going to live some sort of life because I had heard way too many stories of entrepreneurs trying to do everything their, themselves when there are experts out there to do it. And I had always been this person of like, my time is very valuable. So how much time am I going to spend versus how much time am I going to spend or how much money am I going to spend on a skilled expert to do something? I'm going to find that skilled expert. And so that's kind of how I started running my business and how it made a lot of those things possible. Um, I probably had more startup costs than a lot of other entrepreneurs in terms of that kind of thing. Um, but that was just the decision that I had made from the beginning that I was willing to kind of use the job that I had as my leverage and that salary to kind of help fuel and fund the business. Yeah, and I think that that's a good distinction uh, or call out, I guess, that you made that you knew these people and it wasn't because mm -hmm. it's I mean, if you type in insert category expert into Google, right. you'll get endless, <laughs> endless yeah. results. And I think having that connection like you're you're essentially your own word of mouth kind of on that that it's like hey we've you know i've seen what you've done i i know that there's good work here you're not like hiding behind whatever mm -hmm. like a fiverr filter or whatever where you can kind of tweak things and make it right. seem like you're you're knowing what's doing so I, I i think tapping into your own network um and there's been times where i've been so surprised that someone has a background in something. I'll kind of like put out a feeling, be like, hey, do I know anyone who does this? And like eight people yeah. respond. Uh, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and that has also been a part of this journey for me. So, like, as a professional in a large corporation, it's like, let me try to do a lot of these things on my own because I need to prove myself. I need to bring value to this company so they want to keep me. When you're an entrepreneur, it, in my opinion, honestly, it's the opposite you are it. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. And so stay in your lane and really maximize on what you are good at and find other experts that can help you. And literally that like barter services or, you know, like all kinds of stuff, like literally like find, there's an amazing book out. It's called Who, Not How. Find Who, Not How, something like that. And it's literally like all about this idea of like, if you can find the person, spend time to find the person and the job will get done exponentially faster versus you trying to learn how to do it yourself. Um, and I was just such a proponent of that because it was like, I know what I'm good at and I know my lane and I know what I'm not. And so, <laughs> so I built the company based on that logic. Yes, I like that logic very much. Every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I want to learn this just to like, because I'm curious about how it works. Right. And then I get into it yeah. and I say, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let the experts handle that. So I don't have to worry about 
I, I would say websites are very much uh, one of those things. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's like you don't know what you don't know kind of situation. But once you start to learn what you don't know, you're like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna stay stay right here, not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's get into the creation process here because you've got, I mean, it's not just one scent. You've got different scents that match up with affirmation. So what is, I guess it's it's probably a two sort of, or at least a two-step process of having affirmations and then also having scents. And then how do you pair them together? So I will say that I start with the word that I'm trying to go for. And those words have come to me in many different ways. Um, it was some, some were just kind of on my heart, like a gut and an intuition. Others I've heard people say like, yeah, like I could really go for that. You know, like people would be like, Oh, you should get this candle or like, they would like make jokes about it, but I'm listening and taking <laughs> all of that in as data. Um, other are kind of just like taking like what's happening in the world and, and trying to sort that out. So I would say that the word comes first. And just kind of selecting what word that is. Um, so, for example, I have a fearless candle. Well, you know, was it going to be strong? Was it going to be bold? Was it going to be fearless? You know, so it's just kind of like doing a little bit of that. So we select the word first. Um, then I go through the process of really starting to think about, okay, what does that word mean? I'll look it up in the dictionary. I'll look it up in just different ways. What are other synonyms for that word? And I really dive into how is that word defined? How is it defined in real life? And that kind of stuff. Um, and then I will I'll literally meditate. I pray. I like go through like a ton of different drafts of different sentences that I would say. Because the thing about the candles that I have and the thing that I think sets apart these affirmations is when people think about affirmations, they think about I am statements. So I am fearless is technically an affirmation. However, when you say I'm fearless and you're about to walk into a meeting where you're sweating profusely because you're so nervous, your brain is setting off an alarm. That's basically like, no, you're not. You are not fearless. And here's all the reasons why. Like, that's a lie. We're alarming you. But if you can, so on my candle, I have, I am fearless. But then I also have a sentence right underneath that to actually help define what that fearlessness means. So I boldly face the challenges that are ahead of me. I am fearless. So now your brain isn't saying, that's a lie, you're not fearless. Now your brain is saying, oh, that's how I am fearless because I am about to walk into this meeting and I am about to do that. And so um, so basically to get back to the process question that you asked, it is like a lot of that, like, well, what does it mean to be fearless? What, how would I say that? What do I want to say to myself? What do I want to say to my friend? So that they can actually really start to latch on to that concept of being fearless. So simultaneously, while we're thinking about that, I am working with my scent guy that, so I tell him kind of the emotions that I want to be, to have like emoted when you think, when you smell this candle. And so he is trained in aromatherapy. And so like the daring candle and the fearless candle smell completely different because when you're daring, I want you to be inspired to take action. I want you to be bold. I want you to be, you know, fierce, if you will. Versus fearless, I need to comfort you a little bit because we're addressing the fact that you've got some fear. So fearless is a much softer scent, a little bit more comforting. Whereas daring has is much a lighter scent, has a lot more floral notes to it, some spice in it too. And so two words that mean almost the same thing have very different scent profiles because of getting into that 
the meat, if you will, of like what those words actually mean. Daring, much more action oriented. Fearless, much more feeling oriented, if that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, once we have some key elements of those scents, then we just kind of add in a little bit of ancillary ones to make sure that it's a nice blend that you actually want to smell. <laughs> um, so we'll have at least two keys in there that are going to actually like give you the aromatherapy and then some additional ancillaries to make it just a nice blend. That sounds lovely all, all around. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm curious because I'm sure the answer is yes, that in the scent process, have you ever had a combination that just did not work? I'm thinking of like the birdie bots, every flavored beans where you get like a pleasant blueberry and then a nice raspberry. And then it's like booger flavored. And you're like, <laughs> like that one. Mm, no, no, I'm all right with that one. Yeah. So what's, what's one of these like failed monstrosities that you've had? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Uh, uh, with every candle scent that we have developed, we have had one that did not work, <laughs> um, but we don't make it as a candle first. So we take the oils that are in the candle and we'll actually just like put little droplets on a cotton swab and kind of put it into a container. And when we do that, then we're start to able to like, obviously when you put wax in it, it changes, it makes it just a little bit softer, but we can really start to understand what the scent is going to be like. So, we have had many tins of different combinations. We're like, oh, that was not good. That's not what we wanted. But thankfully, they never got to the stage of actually getting to a candle. So there was no surprise when someone went to burn a candle. Um, and they were like, well, this is not what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is wonderful. I'm this. The answer to this uh, might be no, <laughs> that this doesn't exist. But I'm thinking of a like cilantro, how it tastes like soap to mm -hmm. some people. Have you gotten mm -hmm. feedback that there's a smell that like smells a certain way to some people? Yeah. Um, we have, so I've, I have, like I said, I have rose in my daring candle and some people love it. And that is hands down their absolute favorite scent and it stands out to them. Um, and then I have people that are like, that reminds me of my grandmother's perfume <laughs> and I can't even go near it. <laughs> um, and the cool thing actually is I've been able to observe people now for two years smelling these candles. And um, I've also, I've, I have obviously different customers that are coming back multiple times and they have told me that based on what they're going through in their life, they have different favorites. And so, and that was actually something that I heard from someone a long time ago that literally like if you need that kind of scent in your life, you are going to be drawn to it. We can't explain why you need that. And same thing versus like, if you don't really need that, it might be something that is repelling to you. And so I've actually had people that have come back and they're like, oh, like such and such fearless was my favorite. And then another one was like, oh no, no, loved is it. Like loved is my favorite right now. I'm like, okay, well, it was different a month ago, but, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like what they're going through are like these scents trigger our bodies in very different ways. And so it's just a matter of what they're going through at the time that their favorite even change based on that, which is, it's, it is crazy. Like, and honestly, I feel like I need to like make this, um, you know, disclaimer to your listeners, because I feel like if I was listening to this, I'd be like, this girl is so full of crap. Like there's no <laughs> way. And honestly, I thought like, I would have never guessed that these would be the things that I could talk about two years later of like how people are actually reacting because I never until I had this idea I was never 
even that much of a candle person. Like I didn't even burn them that much. It was only the pandemic when I couldn't leave that I started doing that. And so I was not, you know, I never set out to do this <laughs> and I was never someone that was really into scent. So I never knew any of this. And so now I, I feel like I need to make that disclaimer of like, I swear, these are not made up <laughs> stories. These are real. And I wouldn't have believed them either if someone told them to me two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So as the world was burning around you, you got into the burning game as well. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Just join the club. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) And maybe that segues nicely into another question that I always like to ask, which is a question you wish you were asked more frequently. So you've been at this for really more than two years, even though you you just launched Mm -hmm. about two years ago. But the the idea started earlier. So how's entrepreneurship going? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's actually funny um, when I, like I had mentioned that, you know, that question of being asked, I was actually a full-time professional and still a part-time entrepreneur. And as of now, as we're talking, I am a full-time entrepreneur. <laughs> and I will say that the transition was one that I was not expecting. And like, I didn't realize how much I was segmenting, like having to balance both versus when you go all in on something, you know, like I was pretty dedicated. I've been doing it for two years, but I was never all in because I couldn't be because I had a job. And so now that I am full on all in, I can honestly say that entrepreneurship is very overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) much more overwhelming than it was even to balance the two because when you're balancing you can set like you know regulations around you know i mean like you can set your time frames you can logically say oh well i can't work on that today because i have a job tomorrow and like that kind of stuff but when you are doing it full time as i'm sure again many of your listeners probably know they're probably like yeah welcome to the club girl (laughs) um hence the club reference um but i am honestly surprised at how overwhelming it was because as someone that was straddling both I thought it was overwhelming because I was having to think about both things but when you can go all in on something and now your brain is just like fully on that one topic I realized like wow I can't compartmentalize anymore and it is just all in all the time and it's a pretty overwhelming thing but all of that to say I'm having a blast and I'm I would like you know, I don't regret it for a second. Excellent. Yeah, I, I was hoping the end of that wasn't I'm miserable and I would. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else outside of the overwhelm and, and like some of the things that you've learned that have surprised you or some some element of entrepreneurship where you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing? Mm. Um, I would say like, and it, I did, I knew that this was a thing, but this the whole idea of like, you know, you put your nine to five to work 24 seven or like something like that, like people always say, and I always like laughed about it. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm working 24 seven now. <laughs> but I would say just the fact that like, I finally understand what it's like for your, for your brain, for your like whole purpose for like everything to be going towards something like full theme, like only that thing. Um, that that was a new shift for me. And I would say that that was probably like something that I'm, I'm having to learn and navigate, frankly, because it's been, you know, over two years of having to split it up. So um, yeah, I would say that that has been my biggest, my biggest transition. 
And then as far as kind of growing the business and, and helping more people learn about it, I, mm-hmm. I th- would say that at least some marketing tactics and, and strategies shifted post-pandemic. But mm-hmm. this, this entire business and your, your entire uh, company is, is a post-pandemic product. So I don't know if that, that same sort of thing has applied to you because it's like, this is, this is all you've known is post-pandemic life. So what, what have you found has worked well? And has there been anything where you thought, hey, maybe that was going to be really good and then it ended up not being as successful as you thought? Oh my gosh, there are so many things that I thought were going to be really good and ended up not being that successful. Um, I would say, uh, so I was featured in Forbes um, in 2021. And I was like, holy crap, I made it. This is like, how am I going to keep my shelves full? Like, I just thought that that was like, you know what I mean? Because it's like when I see like on a website or something that someone was featured in Forbes, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Sure. Yeah. Take my money. Um, So I really thought that that was going to be something that was going to just transform and blow up my business um i also went out to the emmys and the oscars and and to be a part of the gifting suite um because basically like when people smell my candles they hear the concept it's new like a lot of times like they're all in they're like this is cool so i went out to these and like oh my gosh i'm gonna like have celebrities like seeing my product they're gonna share it and again like some big celebrity is gonna do that and it's gonna blow up my business i had eva longoria and tyra Banks sharing about my candles and nothing <laughs> <laughs> um and so those were just two things that i i was like oh these gotta be like how could you not like be successful after this like this is how companies make it no no it's not it's not how companies make it at least not mine so um i would say that those were probably like my biggest flop um that being said, it was still freaking fun. And it's a part of like the entrepreneurial journey. And it's great to have on my own website. Um, but that was not anything that transformed my business. Um, so that's definitely been a flop. Um, and then honestly, just in terms of marketing, and even like, because like, I basically had a pandemic business. And so now I'm trying to have a post pandemic business, basically. Um, and candles are something that are, it's so important to smell then obviously. Um, so I just recently decided um, to do a pop up in our holiday market in the city of Philadelphia. And so now so it's I basically have a storefront, if you will, it's a 10 by 10 tent. Um, but it's a storefront that I call it. And so now I actually have something where it gets foot traffic, it gets people in the door, I get to talk with people in person, which is totally new, because I've been running with a pandemic business, if you will, that was prominently e commerce. Um, and so that is a totally different ball game um, that I'm able to now take advantage of because we're not in that pandemic state, if you will. People are now out and about and wandering around and wanting to shop in person. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that the face-to-face interaction is such an overlooked thing. And of, of course, it's like impossible to be, you know, everywhere all at once. But anytime, I mean, I'm speaking from my my putting my author hat on that like anytime i've mm-hmm. been at an event and like talk to someone if they're on the fence about it if it's like a social post and they're like eh, maybe i'll come back to this but if they're in person yeah. and then they've talked to me for a little bit they're like you know what you're cool like yeah i'll, I'll support yeah. you and i was like thank you it's wonderful yeah thank you, thank no you. <laughs> it's, it it makes such a difference such a difference and even at my little pop-up that we're doing if i'm not there as the founder of the company 
people are much more willing and to walk away. And I've talked to people, you know, cause like I also, it's open seven days a week, seven to eight hours a day. And I'm like, I just can't do that all the time. <laughs> um, and so I have people and they're like, yeah, like, you know, like they were just, they wanted to talk to you and, and learn more about it. And, and then they left. I'm like, okay, you know, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, there is something magical. And like, I also feel like too, like in this, at least, you know, especially through the holidays, I feel like people are, are pushing this idea of shopping small. Um, and so now, and the, the people want to like get out and meet those people versus just buying online because we've been doing that for so long now, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that goes along nicely with affirmations, which is something I've tried to do, is just complimenting other people more. And I know some people, they get a compliment, they melt into the face of the earth. It's just, they're just like, I can't, I can't do it. But I think, I think almost everyone enjoys a compliment, even if they don't know how to react to it. I think it's, it's nice to make other people feel good. So I'm curious, is there a compliment you've gotten that has stuck with you? Wow, that is a good question. Um, I would say, I would, people have told me like, and of course they're like playing off of the, like that I have a candle business. Um, but people say that like, I am a bright light in their life or like I'm a bright light in the booth and like things like that. Like people have literally said those words to me. And I just feel like that was like always such a nice description. Like you're not commenting on my look. You're not commenting on my hair. You know what I mean? Like it's something that just felt like a much deeper thing um, versus like surface level stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like a bright spot in the booth or like things like that. So, um, yeah. And also it feels weird to like talk about a compliment that I've received, but, um, so thank you for asking the question <laughs> and making me squirm a little, but, um, but yeah, it's, I would, I think that that probably is a, a definite one. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That's a very nice compliment. And yes, I, 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 and anytime it's beyond like superficial surface level i'm just like oh that's very nice like yeah am i allowed to ask you what kind of compliment you've gotten recently is that allowed no i'm shutting it down no um yeah that's fine (laughs) i i got this this was one of my high school friends who wasn't like a great friend but we would hang out um who's he said just like real casually he's like i can't imagine anyone hating you and i thought that was like really really nice and i'm like oh that's, that's very nice and, and i've I've had similar types of things of like oh you just like you make me feel like warmer or like you know more more uh-huh. cheerful and i'm like yeah cool. good i'm not trying to bring negativity but uh, uh since that that high school compliment i have had someone even as recently as like two weeks ago say that they don't like me so maybe it's not true oh no um, but to be fair, that was that was a guy I played uh, about thirty minutes of pickup basketball with, and I think he mistook me oh. for my teammate, who is also tall and lanky and has a beard, because um, they were they were kind of getting into some shenanigans, and I was like, I think I said three words to you, so if you don't like me from that, that might be on you. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to discount that one. Yes, gonna, yes. If it's someone it. I've interacted with several times, then then I'll I'll look inward. But for that, I was like, he was just having right. a bad day. Hopefully, hopefully he's yeah, doing great Yeah, and pick now. up basketball. Emotions are flying. Oh. You know, you just can't, you can't trust I know, them. I know. It's not, it's not a great sample size of <laughs> things to have. All right, Beth, you're almost off the hook here, but we always like to wrap up with a top three. And for you, I'm sure, I mean, you're in Philly. I'm sure you're getting snow soon, if not already. 
Uh, and maybe not yet, but probably. maybe looking for less uh, bleak areas. So what are your top three vacation destinations? Uh, so I really want to check out Croatia. I feel like that is a nice one. Um, and Peru has also been on my bucket list. Um, and then I would also like to go to Belize. I want to check out. I heard they have great scuba diving. So I want to go check that out, too. Lovely, lovely. I have only been to Peru out of those, and I fully recommend it. It was really fun. Yeah? I would also say, I know Machu Picchu is like the big thing. Um, if you do see that, I would recommend doing the Inca Trail as well. It is okay. way better than just taking the train up to Machu Picchu. Like, I think you get much better views. Um, it is okay. horrific. Like, you're you're <laughs> hiking a lot. Uh, or not even that much, but just, like, a lot of ups and downs. Um, and it's not yeah. always, like... No, but I mean... I- I'm into that. Yes. I honestly, I would rather like make it a whole day, like have it be an experience, an adventure. It's also an activity. Like I'm definitely, I don't, I don't like to go see things just to see them. I like it to be an experience. So for sure, I would definitely be down with that. Excellent. And you get up close and personal with alpacas, which is always a fun time. They're very cool. <laughs> very weird animals, yeah. but delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Beth, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. If people want to learn more about you, about State of Being, maybe get some candles of their own. Where can they find you? We are at stateofbeingco.com. And then I'm also on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and TikTok at stateofbeingco as well. Um, And then, yeah, our candles are there. Wonderful. Thank you again. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. This was good. And of course, we have to end with a corny joke, as we always do. What happened to the horse that fell over? Oh, gosh. I don't want to take too much time to think about it, but I love corny jokes, so I always really try to figure them out. Um, I don't know. He couldn't giddy up. Get after it today, people. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know what's so funny? My Peloton name is Getty Up Gettyo. Oh. So that was very appropriate. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. I always try to get the little personal touch. <laughs> I love that. That was good. That was good. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.